The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today, we've got a returning guest in Michaela Jurek. She is the founder and the Bitcoin Babe. It's a pleasure to have you on the show again. Thank you very much for having me again. No problem. Look, as you know, we're doing a Women's Week here at Trader Cobb and uh, looking to speak to a lot more women that are in the space and trying to help the ladies understand a little bit more about the space and how they can actually become more involved. Now, you've got quite an interesting story going back quite a number of years. Do you want to sort of tell us how you got into Bitcoin in the space? I, yes, it's a very interesting story. So I guess the, the TLDR of it was I was going through a bit of a bad place in my life and got really depressed and actually turned to Bitcoin to use it to purchase drugs off then the Silk Road Mm. um, to ultimately overdose and commit suicide. Um, Obviously, that didn't come to fruition. Oh, well, sorry, I got the drugs and then the drugs ended up being fake. So that's <laughs> that's how I'm here now. So it's literally by chance. Obviously, if those drugs were real, I'd be in a different place now. Mm. But, um, yeah, so drugs ended up being fake. Um, went through a bit of, you know, therapy, et cetera, et cetera. Ended up coming back online a few months later um, because the therapy that I was going through wasn't overly working. I was just depressed again. I was like, screw it. At least now I know. <laughs> where to buy my drugs from next time <laughs> went back on because i had a few bits of bitcoin left over from my last purchases um yeah logged on and from that point because when i originally purchased the bitcoin it was 50 dollars each and then from there it went up and it was sitting around 1200 dollars each wow so this bitcoin i had like four dollars i have four dollars i have four bitcoins left over which was like 200 bucks which was then obviously worth $4,800. Yeah. So as someone that was really sort of struggling with mental health issues, not working, you know, just living day by day, you know, Centrelink pay to Centrelink pay to have $4,800 appear like that was crazy. Um, so from there I was like, wow, how did that happen? So I started getting into my research. What is Bitcoin? How does it work? Why did the price go up? Yeah. <laughs> Will it keep going up? Will I get richer? <laughs> um, and then from there, just sort of got into, um, into day trading and completely the whole depression thing just fell into the back of my mind. And here we are. <laughs> wow. So Bitcoin saved your life. Well, that's what they're saying, yeah. But Jeez, that's uh, that's quite the story. I, I hadn't had the detail of it before, but um, well, we're glad that you failed. We're glad that you're here with us. Thank you. Uh, and when was that? That was in 2013. Right. And what was the the essence behind starting Bitcoin Babe? Well, funny story actually. So originally, when I started Bitcoin Babe, I was actually going to start it as a webcam service. So back in the day, they used to have on uh, Reddit, it was um, something, it was like girls would post up photos and then guys would either say yes or no, and then they'd start tipping them in Bitcoin and then that's how you'd, you know, make money. And so I was just like, and I've come from an adult entertainment industry background and I was just like, oh, this could work really well. And I had a few friends that were looking to make a bit of money and I was ultimately wanted to become this like virtual pimp under the name Bitcoin Pimp. (laughs) (laughs) It didn't, it didn't end up eventuating, but I had the name sort of saved and everything and registered in all these places. Anyway, I ended up getting caught up in a Ponzi and it was one of those, 
ones where it was like, oh, you know, we'll give you 1% a day if you invest this, this much and, and yep. that kind of stuff. So, and through there, I ended up meeting um, a whole bunch of people because they're mostly based in the States. And we were discussing the, the massive difference between purchasing, like the price difference in purchasing Bitcoin in America yeah. compared to Australia. Because back then you were looking at these spreads of like anywhere between 7 to 14%. Like it was yeah, crazy. Wow. So I was just like, well, how about this? You guys buy Bitcoin for me over there. I'll liquidate it on the local Bitcoins market over here. And then I'll send the money back to you. You keep buying. We'll just keep going around in circles like that. Yep. We'll make this crazy profit. It'll be fantastic. So that's how it started. So I ended up using, and I was like, oh, well, I've already got Bitcoin Bay registered. I might as well just run with it. So I chucked a few old modeling photos up on the Facebook page and we're like, hey, you like the look of me? Come buy some Bitcoin. So, <laughs> and then that's how it kind of came about. And eventually all these people that I knew from America, they dropped off. You know, they went and had their lives, families, whatever. And I just kept running with it, found my own suppliers, you know, got into it more that way. And five years later, I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, there you go. I mean, that's a way that, um, you know, you brought your own, I guess, female touch to the whole thing. I mean, you've, you've yeah. used what you've got to basically attract your clientele and then you've delivered with a good business. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's worked well for you. So, I mean, look, I can understand the differentiation of the spreads and why that would have been profitable. How much more difficult is it these days? Um, oh, look, I mean, it, there's certainly a bit of spread between like the markets here and the markets overseas. Um, but I think once you really start looking into how much it costs you to actually send that money overseas, um, that and also it's a lot harder to do now, now that the banks have gotten on to Bitcoin yeah. is and they've really restricted that financial market. But nowadays it's, it's actually pretty good. I, I don't think you really see anything over that two to three percent mark like on a bad day in ex like with the Australian exchanges compared to the ones that are overseas. Okay. So, I mean, how does it, has your business had to sort of evolve to remain profitable? I mean, effectively for those who don't know, uh, your service is basically a brokerage, right? People come to you and go, I want to buy X and then you go source it for the best price and you yep. do your thing, right? Is that more or less how you work? Yeah, pretty much. Um, so obviously, just to make things cleaner, I, I have a set rate and then whatever it costs me on the back end, then I sort of wear that cost. So it's pretty much at least that way. It, and that's where I think it gets a bit confusing for a lot of beginners. They come on, they see exchange books and it's like all these different rates and everything else and you don't actually know what you're getting half the time. So at least with like, you know, using a brokerage service like mine, it's very similar to sort of OTC stuff yeah. over the counter. Um, the price you see is what you get. So there's no, you don't have to worry about fees, charges, you know, different order books changing, you know, yeah. orders not being filled. You know what you're going to get and how you're going to get it. And here's a question. What's been your biggest order to date? Oh gosh. Um, Oh, buying or selling? Oh, either one. Oh, okay. Buying? I'd say around 215000 And was that during the peak of the boom? Yes, it was. Oh, yeah, I know. And I, I remember this couple so um, vividly too because they were buying the Bitcoin. They'd drawn on their mortgage to buy the Bitcoin to invest it in Auscoin. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I was like, oh, I feel for them now. Like, I honestly don't know where they are now. Wow. Oh, gosh, I would. Yeah. 
feel education is key people it is always the most important thing you'll ever invest in is understanding and education so let that be a lesson to everybody else so they don't fall into the same hole and because you've been around for quite some time and because you are an attractive woman and because of the way you market yourself uh, how have you found the the entry into this marketplace i mean you there is a certain way you do things and you know you are running a business and that's what you're here to do but have you come up against some pretty big hurdles in the space leading up to um, <laughs> I have. And probably, like, I think people have, like, a certain assumption of what sort of hurdles I might face. Um, but I think the most uh, interesting one, I guess, was in 2015. And this is so very early on in the space. Um, uh, I was trying to gain crypto stock or Bitcoin stock so I'd have trading stock to run the business a bit better. So a friend of mine at the time ended up putting me onto um, BTC, BTC Lending Club and it was pretty much like one of those peer-to-peer lending programs. Mm-hmm. Work work great in theory, but unfortunately they ended up dying off something about unregulatory loan sharking or something like that. In the end, it didn't work out for them, but it it got my it helped me get my business off the ground, which was great. Um, but yeah, so obviously the whole spiel is you'd put up a loan and you'd say, "I need this amount. This is what I'm going to use it for." You pretty much you know sell yourself and say, "This is what I'm going to do it. Either invest or don't." Yep. Um, now one of the biggest hurdles I faced with that was people not believing I was a real person because I was an attractive woman. Right. Um, So I would go on because apparently this website had problems in the past of these attractive women coming up, signing up, wanting, you know, a couple of hundred dollars here and there. Yeah. Okay. The coin, they'd end up being some, you know, Nigerian scammer or whatever and run off with the Bitcoin. You never see it again. So when I, I had sort of very little knowledge of that. So when I came on asking for like, you know, ten, twenty thousand dollar loans worth of Bitcoin, people were very cautious about that, which was fair enough. Mm. Um, but I don't the I guess the attacking or the the scrupulousness of, of the situation, I didn't expect it to go that far down the line. It got to the point where um, I was having bank employees who were a part of this like group or community um, searching me up in their own like banking databases and posting up my personal information online and saying, here's where she lives. Someone go verify that she's real. And it was like, thankfully no one showed up. Wow. That like, I mean, that's, that was the kind of stuff I was dealing with back then. And it was just massive. Like, I wouldn't say, uh, I guess cyberbullying would be the way. Mm. Like there was just this group of, three or four people that just went at it constantly. Like just, and even when I'd proved myself over and over and over again, they just kept going at it, going at it, going at it all because I was a female and Mm. like, obviously I, you know, sticks and stones (laughs) and overcame that. It launched my business and I, when it was time to say goodbye, I said goodbye and said, (laughs) where you go. Yeah, keep living in that Facebook cesspool group you got going over there. and <laughs> Yeah, well, there's plenty of those. And, I mean, have you seen it change uh, as we've come through 2017's bull run into 2018 bear and now obviously in 2019? Have you seen more women become involved, A, through your brokerage and also within the groups? And are you, are you starting to notice an, an increase in participation? Um, 
In my brokerage service, yes. Okay. I'm seeing a lot more women come through there, mainly because, and I've said this in the past, I think women are more inclined to deal with other women because there's sort of like that trust aspect there. Yep. Um, but in terms of in the community as a whole, um, I, I haven't seen much of a change. And I, I think that's... Um, it's hard to say because I think that's just the, the dynamic and it's I think a lot of those sort of like math science or those kinds of subjects they've never really been women dominated subjects and I know there's like a massive push to to get women into it but at this point in time I just I don't see the benefit of what bringing more women into the space will give and that's something that I've sort of uh uh, been really confused about and sort of battled with within myself because mm -hmm. when I first came into the space I was quite young was quite impressionable and so I had like a few female mentors who were like oh yeah go do these interviews with these news outlets and you know we can market you as the new face for women in bitcoin and, and everything else and I was just like yeah let me be on a news article because I'd never been on one of those before I, was just <laughs> like, I, I felt special and then it was sort of after that and I was just like hang on a minute why am I doing this like why I'm okay so I'm I'm this face for women in bitcoin they want me to be but what why like and I, I didn't understand the meaning behind that I, I guess I still don't really like well, look, there's a number of things. I mean, look, from a pure logistical point of view, from my point, I mean, if, if we can, if we've got, what, 50 million Bitcoin accounts right now, or mm -hmm. you know, crypto accounts, yeah? Yep. That's such a small penetration into the greater investment community. Mm. Now, if only 5 to 7% of those are women, mm. we can, maybe we can get to, you know, 85 million by yep. just speaking to the women in our lives, you know, the men speaking to their wives, their daughters, their sisters, they're all that sort of stuff. If we can get more participation, we can effectively double the size of the market cap just by including or being more inclusive. I think one of the things that um, women do struggle with, and I do see it still in groups, is that they'll put up a photo of a, of a you know, a, a very skimpily dressed woman to get attention to then get their message across, which, you know, if I was going into a group and there was a picture of, you know, a man and he's, you know, in, in some, I don't know, something strange like a G-string or something like that, I'd be like, oh, okay, this is a bit confronting. I'm not quite sure that I want to be involved with this. So it would put me off. Um, so I think it's about if we can bring more women in, we can increase the market cap. And, of course, look, they're 50% of the population. Hmm. Why would they well, not help build? Well, one thing I've sort of been curious to know is that, you know, you say, oh, yeah, so 5 to 7% of the thing is women. Yep. Like those, they've been almost the same stats in the last five years that I've actually been in the market. Yeah, okay. Like they, they were the same. I think it was uh, 7% they were quoting four years ago, which was when I, four or five years ago, that's when I was starting Bitcoin Bay because I looked into that. I was like, okay, who's my target market going to be? Oh, well, 93% of the market's men. Fantastic. They're all, majority of them are going to like boobs unless they're gay. Well, <laughs> so, but then I, I also think it really depends on where you're getting your, sources from because if you go into like facebook and there's like a whole bunch of like women in crypto groups now mm. and i think if you went into those and started surveying them well then of course it's going to come out and say oh yes the um the market cap of women is there's 91 percent of women and seven percent men well of course because that's what you've exposed that survey to yeah i reckon that the it's a lot bigger. I wouldn't say it's 50-50, but I'd say it's certainly a lot bigger than 7%. I think we're just looking at the wrong, in the wrong areas to get our information. And possibly as well that, um, you know, a, a lot of, I've got a bunch in my group. Um, mm -hmm. Some of the best traders I've got are, are women. Yeah. Um, and I've said that very, you know, 
publicly on a stage of 500 men. And I, I continue to say that, you know, women tend to make better traders. I've, I've experienced it over the last eight years of teaching people. Um, but I think as well, you know, they, often I know that these women are in these groups, but they, they sit back a bit. They just read and, and they're observant. Um, and I, I think that, you know, whatever floats your boat, you know, whatever makes you happy and gets you through the day. But I'd love to see more participation and more, more involvement because it's, I must admit, there is a lot of immaturity still in a lot of these groups. And let's be honest, you know, crypto is sort of run by groups. It's Facebook groups, it's Discord groups, it's Slack groups, it's Twitter and all that sort of stuff. And it is fairly male dominated in these groups. And it can come out and be quite immature and not something that we want to have out there. If, if we want to have a bigger market capitalization and we want to have more people coming into the space, we need some mature money. And if they come into these groups and they see these silly posts and bitching and moaning and carrying on, and I'm not saying that that's what goes on all the time, not at all. But yeah. if they, if they do come in at that time, they'll, it's sort of like, all right, well, let's check out this funny internet money. And they come in and they go, Ooh, okay. Yeah, this is, this is just silly. I'm not yeah. going to be involved in this. If that wrong post is up at that wrong time, it might cost someone the opportunity of their life. You know, yeah. some extra maturity would be really, really welcome. Absolutely. And I think and the other thing as well is it's, it's almost not okay to be wrong in our in yeah. these communities it's like as soon as you say something wrong it's like you're hounded on with the force of a million trolls yeah. um, and i think as a as a woman it's probably a lot worse mm. whether whether or not that's maybe because we're a bit more you know emotionally susceptible you know <laughs> kind of thing but it, it probably is a lot worse because it's oh you know you don't say to a man like you know oh you got that trading advice wrong go back to the kitchen kind of thing um, yeah okay so, so the same old silly sexist things creep in but look at the end of the day the only way we're going to have change is by strong women making change and strong men that believe in them being in the space and will stand up and go hey this is not on this is not cool you, you shouldn't do this yeah and collectively we can make it better we just need the involvement and what would you say to any woman who's just who's sort of sitting on the sideline and, and considering getting into the space, whether it be to, you know, work in this space because we're short on blockchain developers or whether it be they just want to get in and start buying some Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Go to blockchain.info and if you look up all the transactions there, there's nothing that says transactions made by men and transactions made by women. You can't actually tell what gender, you know, a certain person is making at the transaction of any time. Mm. So, don't worry about it. Like, I, I just don't think it should matter what's between your legs. If you can do a job great, do it. Couldn't agree more. I think you're spot on. And um, look, we'll leave it on that. I mean, that, you just nailed that little point. I wanted to get that one across. You said it very powerfully. Well done. And look, where, where do people find out more information about you? If, if people want to get in the space, learn a bit more about what you're doing. They can go to www.bitcoin-babe.com or you can check me out on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Bitcoin Babe. Excellent. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again, Michaela. Good luck with everything going forward. I really appreciate your time. And uh, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that show. I'll speak to you again soon. Bye for now. The Trader Cobb Crypto Podcast is hosted by Craig Cobb. All Trader Cobb courses, products, and tools can be found at tradercobb.com because experience matters.